Have you ever gotten your message lost in translation? Launched a well-thought-out content on social media only to get lost in the noise? Welcome to the Moving Beyond Acronyms Podcast. We are here to help you with practical tools to find your voice, craft shareable content, stand out in the marketplace, expand your tribe, and convert followers into ambassadors or customers. I'm Torrent, your host, a message master that's helped leaders, entrepreneurs, and businesses ignite their message with lasting impact. Each week, we will go behind the scenes to share real and deep conversations with the most prominent message masters on how they took an idea and crafted content that have trended to the stratosphere, boosted the bottom line, and improved the world around them. Now, let's get started. Welcome to the last episode of the Canab series of Moving Beyond Acronyms. I'm your host, Torn. It has been an exciting journey to showcase the great message masters of Kinab. However, there are many more, and I'm impressed with how so many businesses in this town effectively connect and communicate. I might have to add a couple of more episodes because there's a lot of valuable lessons. In this episode, you will learn how to thrive in times of crisis. We've been in a crisis now with COVID-19. And how do we stay resilient? How do we pivot and change and adapt to the current situation? And how do you connect with your clientele in times of crisis and thrive? Well, as I mentioned in the first episode, I'm temporarily living in Kanab and I'm staying at the Canyons Hotel, which we covered in the second episode. I live right above the restaurant of Sago and I sit by the window, which is right over the entrance. So I see people coming in and out. And while I've been working, I look out the window and I've noticed that there's traffic during lunch and dinner. Folks are coming with their cars, driving up, getting their curbside food, or they're coming into the door, picking up their takeouts. And I ask myself, why? When most restaurants in the town are closed, what makes Sago so special? Then I talked to the restaurant manager, Ashley, and she mentioned, well, you need to talk to Elizabeth who is a co-owner of the restaurant, she's been successful in connecting via Facebook. And you know what? The day she does not post, very few people come. We notice the difference. So there's a difference. How do you connect via Facebook? Very interesting to me. So in this episode, I sat down with Elizabeth to learn how Sago thrived by using Facebook more effectively during COVID-19. Let's get started. Hi, this is Torin. Welcome again to Moving Beyond Acronyms podcast. And this is the part three of a series on Kinab. And we have the privilege now of talking to Elizabeth Foster, who is a co-owner and partner of a restaurant called Sago. And we're going to talk to her about how they they are thriving in uh, COVID-19 because of a giving spirit. And we're going to talk a little bit about how Kinab has been growing and getting her viewpoint on why is it that Kinab has been this place where people just can't leave. So Elizabeth, welcome. Welcome. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) We're so excited to have you. If you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get to Kanab? I was actually born and raised here in Kanab. So I am a lifelong Kanab resident. I, you know, went to elementary school, high school, middle school, everything. And did you meet your husband here? I did. I met Sean in the sixth grade when he moved from Phoenix, Arizona, when his Mom came here to do real estate, and he actually doesn't remember, but the first day of school, 
I remember because I wrote in my journal that I met the person I was going to marry. I didn't even know his name. In sixth grade? In the sixth grade, yes. You met your soulmate in sixth grade? In sixth grade. Wow. And then we didn't start dating until we were juniors in high school. Wow. So you're so how many generations? Because it seems like people that stay in Kanab stay in Kanab. So I don't know if you um, was your my parents. great-great-grandfather was the first child born in King County on my father's side. Wow. So you're like lifelong yes. lifers. Yeah, I have some history here. <laughs> so you meet, and then the reason why we're talking today is you have Sago Restaurant, but you've done a lot before that. So you met your husband in uh, junior high, and then what happened? Did you? We the- got married really young, actually, when we were 18. Okay. And we had our first son. So we've been married for almost 25 years. 25 years. Wow. Yes. And we have five children. So five children. to, of course, when you're that young and you have to survive, you do what you have to do. Right. And we did all sorts of stuff, like managed low-income housing, did yard work, which doing low-income housing, you learn lots of trades like carpentry and plumbing and tile installation. But Sean, he's a dreamer. He always has big dreams. He loved food and music. And so he was out of 1999. He was at it. He's like, what do I want to do? He actually played football at for Dixie College for one year okay. in 1997, so he, in St. George. And then he's just like, you know, my body's going to be beat to heck if I keep doing football. And so he loves, love punk rock music. So he actually went to school in Phoenix, Arizona to become an audio engineer. And he was certified in Pro Tools. And then he went to work in California at a studio called Stall Number no. 2, working with the band Pennywise and doing punk rock music. So punk he, rock. Wow. he did punk rock music. <laughs> For five years, and with the music industry, when you have a young family, it doesn't really support the income. So when did realism hit? <laughs> and when did when did the restaurant business start? The restaurant business actually came as a, a result as of audio engineering. Sean also was certified in doing home theater installation, and a local business owner in Kanab wanted a home theater put in his home. And so while they were remodeling his house and he put in the home theater, he would talk to the owners and they would make fun food during the day. And they're like, there is this little health food shop on the main drive in Kanab that was up for sale. And they're like, hey, what do you think about putting in like a health food store sandwich shop? And Sean was like, oh, that'd be awesome. And so that's what it was called Rewind Diner. That's how it started. It was mostly a health food store, but we had sandwiches and soup. And then that was like the first year and people kept coming. And then we realized that there wasn't really as much profit in the supplement as there was in the food. So then they remodeled the whole thing and made it into a 1950s style diner. So that's, yeah. It's funny you say that because I'm getting to know the locals because I've kind of been here for a while now. And I was in the drugstore, Kanab drugstore, and someone was mentioning and reminiscing about the Rewind Diner. So it has really created an impact on the town. Our business partners were Courtney and BJ Sterling, and they owned the pharmacy that was right next door. Okay. And Courtney, when he grew up, his father had a pharmacy in, I think it was in St. George or Hurricane, and it had a, the soda fountain in it. So they, when they remodeled that in St. George, they took out the bar and the bar stools. Okay. So in the original floor plan of Rewind, it had that original bar and bar stools. And we do like the old-fashioned sodas, all the hand-jerk sodas and stuff like that. Wow. So, and then you go from Rewind Diner to Sago Restaurant, which is probably one of the top-rated restaurants in the area. People come from all over to go to the restaurant. And I know because I sit there in the lobby and I've talked to some of the people and I just hear their stories you get a lot of repeaters. So what? how did it go from a Rewind Diner to such a high-end 
restaurant. Well, when we uh, parted ways with the business with the Sterlins in Rewind Diner, when they had other business plans that they wanted to do, and that's when Rewind closed. Sean actually went to work for Almondgarry Resort that's um, out by Lake Powell. So that is an elite resort that caters to the top one percentile of the income bracket in the world. Oh, wow. So they're based out of Singapore. What was it called again? Almondgarry. I've never heard of it. There's two properties in the United States, Almondgarry in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and then Almondgarry out by Lake Powell. Wow. Yeah. So the parent company is based out of Singapore. And he did that for three years. And he, like, he traveled and he did Pebble Beach Food and Wine Festival two years in a row. He's like, you know, I got to the top. I realized it's kind of lonely at the top. And that was a kind of a turning point for him where he's like, I get to create all this beautiful food. But because it was an elite resort, his friends and family weren't allowed to come there. It was, you know, and he was like, why am I doing something that you can't share that I can't share? Hmm. And that's how Sego came to be. Matt Walters, who is uh, was Travis's partner, and he passed away before the restaurant opened. He actually met with Sean and said, "Hey, we want to bring. You, let's do a rest. You know, we're remodeling the hotel. We would love to have you a part of our collection." And so that's how Sego started and brought Sean back to Canab. Yeah, and it's really interesting you say that. I didn't realize you had had such elite influence, but the food really is like got this a really elite taste and flavor for a reasonable price. So people like me that can actually have, enjoy it. And that's one thing it's food. Isn't just, it's meant to be an experience, which ties you to memories. And that's what we want people to do. That's why Sego, like when our dining room is open, it's a, so we call it social style dining. The plates are created for people to share. We want people to share and engage in conversation and go back to happy places in their life and remember, because sometimes, you know, you get in the mode of life, go, 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 go. And you feel like a number and you start, it kind of drags on you and you feel down. We want, when you meet with your friends and your family and you talk about fun things or what you're going to do and new memories you're going to create, it ties you to the food. Like at Rewind, one thing that I did was lemonade and we had a signature lemonade. And the reason why is when I was 10 years old, my grandpa built a lemonade stand for me and my little sisters. And so he taught us how to make lemonade. And for one whole summer, we would wheel this lemonade cart to the top of the street and sell our lemonade for 50 cents a cup with sugar cookies. And so for me, you know, that's like a happy memory. I remember my grandpa. And so whenever I try lemonade anywhere, like I see lemonade on a menu, I always order lemonade because I think about that memory, that summer when we were, you know, selling lemonade and it was fun and we thought we were so entrepreneurial. And it's funny you say that because the thing I'm so fast is about words. So you created all these feelings around that word and created a relationship to it. And then you want to share it with others that that wonderful. That's that's the biggest thing is sharing it. Because it's not exciting if you just keep it to yourself. Like if you have all this wealth, you're not happy. Just like if you have a wealth of memories and knowledge and you don't share it with others and help make their life better, what's the purpose? So I've never experienced a restaurant like that, but I have experienced uh, like the style that you give it to me. You know, I get that little nice little box with my fork and knife and I get to enjoy it. And it was interesting yesterday, several people wanted that spirit of Sago, so they sat outside wanting to sit around, even though it's coronavirus time and you have this six foot distancing, people just can't help wanting to have that social interaction. Well, one thing, because we, that's how we thrive is the social interaction. A lot of people have gone to online ordering and we have not done that. We don't, we want to have the interaction with the guests on the phone 
and talking to them. And if they have questions, then we can answer it. Because sometimes if you just have a website that you go to and you just push buttons, I mean, there's no, there's no connection. And what makes Sega what it is, is the connection with the people, connecting us to the people and the people to the food. That is our goal. But you have some amazing, amazing dishes. And I don't know, how did you come up with these? It's really eclectic. And I think that's why you really do feel like you're in a first-class restaurant. You've got forage mushrooms with butter, sage, salt, and pepper. Shrimp with mango puree, mandarin orange, tomatoes, salsa verde. I mean, it just, and the list just goes on with this very eclectic, unique style. How did you come up with that kind of a Sean, because not everybody gets to travel and experience flavors from around the world. And Sean wants to get, you know, bring some of those flavors into Kanab and then make it our own and give people an experience of different places. So he's always like reading and studying and trying to find ways to bring a little bit of the world to Kanab and make it Kanab's own little thing. So you make the world, you let the world come to Kanab and so Kanab can experience it in their own way. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so lovely because I was really impressed yesterday when Travis was talking about your sushi that you're actually getting fresh fish from Hawaii. I mean, that was pretty amazing that... Yeah, we get our fish... quality. Dirt, we get it six days a week. We can get it six days a week from Oahu. When we get it, it's been out of the water less than 18 hours. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. So you bring... You have this amazing food. So you're bringing the world to Sago. Sago creates something that Kinab would love. They get an experience. And and I guess it takes us to, to the COVID-19 because that was a quite traumatic experience for the whole town. And I, what I've noticed is that the places where most people congregate is, number one, the collections hotels. There are more cars in the parking lot than any other property. And then the second is when I'm sitting there writing and I can see people coming in and out of the restaurant. Because I don't think I explained this before in the podcast, but Sega Restaurant's part of the hotel. And I'm sitting there in the window seeing people coming in and out. And there's this traffic during lunch. And I'd love for you to tell us how the whole COVID-19, how have you been able to thrive in this time? It's been amazing because a lot of restaurants have closed. Before COVID-19, we did we were only dinner service, so we didn't do lunch. And the first week of COVID-19, we just did dinner and we saw it's kind of hard because we're at the end of the town. And so sometimes the traffic, like, you know, normal foot traffic doesn't make it all the way over to where we're located we saw that the numbers were down and and we care about our employees and we care about Sego and the people who come here to create memories and we didn't want to lose that. And so we thought, what can we do? And we thought about lunch and we've done a couple of times where we've done like a rewind, fl- rewind diner flashback and people loved it because they have happy memories connected to that food. And so we thought, what if we do the first week, if we do a rewind diner flashback and we do a different menu item each week, because people have happy memories connected to that food. And we wanted them to see happiness during a dark time of COVID-19. And so that's why we did the rewind diner because like we have happy memories. We remember our customers and it was kind of fun when people would order the food. Like I was a server at Rewind and I remember those people coming in and it was kind of fun for them to order the food and be able to say, hey, and like when they would call to order. And I remembered how they would order the food and they're like, it's been since 2012. And you, you, so remember- you remembered from 2012 and you could then remind them of their happy memory from that time 
in this devastating time of COVID-19. Yes. And it was kind of fun because wow. there, we had this dessert. It was called the Twister, which is a, a cream cheese filled pretzel that's deep fried and sprinkled with cinnamon sugar and van- vanilla bean ice cream and then chocolate and caramel sauce. I haven't dared taste and a, of it yet. whipped cream and a cherry. And so many people, when we posted that we were going to do a rewind flashback, they're like, do you have the Twister? And when we did the Twister, it was a special order item. So then I scrambled to find it and I was like... The shipping, they said it wouldn't be here in time. But when we it showed up at our doorstep a month earlier, because we thought we wouldn't have it for a long time, and we posted the Twister, and we said, we want you to share your favorite memory. And it was so fun to see people share their memories of what happened at Rewind and remind them, you know what, even though we have dark times, we have good times. And we need to reflect on those good times to get us through the hard times. Instead of, you know, just getting, because otherwise you get depressed and you feel, everything just feels dark and gloomy. And that's one thing that's really amazing about food is it connects us as people and connects us to memories. Like, you know, pot roast connects me to Sunday dinner with my family or at my grandma's house. And so there's different things like that or like the lemonade, like I said. So we all have those different little things. And then we don't really some we don't really know what's going on, but we start to feel this like warmth and happiness inside. And it's because we're like, okay, it's not so bad. You know, we can keep going. We can keep doing this. So you created a community and how did you do that? Was it mostly on Facebook or how? Because you basically didn't have any Facebook presence at all until COVID-19. Well, like I said, because we're at the end kind of of Canab, of the culinary experience in Canab. So the only way for people to know that we're doing these things is through Facebook and Instagram. And so we just... I love scrapbooking and, you know, making, taking pictures and making things look beautiful. And so I kind of jumped on that and I was like, oh, I'm going to, I want people to see, because when it's in a to-go box, it's not the same. You know, you don't get that experience to try and create that connection to the food and connection to the people through the images and sharing it so that people, you know, are drawn. Because when you see happiness, you're drawn to it. And then when we're able to talk to the people and when they share their memories or when they're creating memories at home and you bring that happiness in, it's just, it benefits for everybody. And one thing that's been really awesome is it's not just us in Canab. It takes every single one of us. We're an individual piece. All of the businesses in Canab, it's like we worked, it's like we're a conglomerate. We all work together for making Canab special because they everybody cares about their customer. It's not like some people say they care, but you can actually see that we care and you can see like the rocking V cafe and wild time and Escobar's people are drawn to those places because they can see that people really care about their customers and want to give them something special. It's not just a turn and burn. And so to be a part of that community and then with COVID-19 to see the grocery stores doing it, the gas stations, the fast food, everybody is working to make Canab be what it is. People see what Canab it really is because we have beautiful scenery here, but what makes Canab special is the people. We are so blessed to have so many people who care about the person that's out there getting the tank of gas or somebody who's just buying a candy bar or picking up some lighter fluid for their fire on their barbecue that might be at Lake Powell. It's about the people. That is what has made us thrive and Canab thrive during COVID-19. It's the people. We create a sense of community and you want to belong to a community. And me having grown up here, I am so grateful that I have been able to raise my children here with the teacher's care. Everybody cares and they look out for each other. And the people that are, that's why people want to come and stay. Because when you're cared about, 
you don't want to go anywhere else. Well, it's interesting you say that because that's kind of how I felt when I was in St. George. I didn't feel that sense of community and I had a nice place to stay. You know, it was a view of all of St. George, but didn't have a feel. And so I then uh, came to Kinab and that's what really struck me. And it struck me with the whole COVID-19 because the first week I didn't see anyone. And then suddenly you see these people coming in and out, in and out. And Ashley, who usually takes the order, she says, well, Torn, if you don't hurry up, that's going to sell out because that's one of our favorites. And that was the gyro. And it was just so interesting to see people come in with these smiles on their faces it's because, to get the memory. Right. So it was really what you've really been able to do at Sago is you've taken food, you've created a memory, like a message of a memory of a moment, and it just taps into people's hearts and they just want to keep coming back for more. And that's what our goal is with Sago, like with our servers. And I hope you get to experience it when our dining room is open. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to be here at least for a couple of days after they after want to. <laughs> our servers are, you know, they talk to you and engage and find out where you're here so they can create an experience that's going to make you have those memories, not just be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, so they, we all have our favorite menu items. And when I post on Facebook, sometimes I have to remind myself that I have to change because I, the pork belly and watermelon, I absolutely love that dish. I haven't tasted it, but I'm going to. It is so good. But for me, I have a memory connected to that. How that dish, those flavor components came to be is in 2011, we, for Christmas, we took all of our kids to New York for a week. And all we did was eat food. And we ate at this place. (laughs) I can't even remember what it's called. And we had this dish that was pork belly and watermelon. And we, all of us, even my kids that were little, were like, what is that? What are these flavors? This is so incredible. And so then Sean, that we were still at Rewind Dino then. So he, over the years, he has just evolved that dish and it changes, changes all the time, but it's those same flavor components. And so I have happy memories connected to it. It's beautiful. The flavors are beautiful. It's a fun dish. It's one of my favorite. I have to remind myself, you need to, other people might not like pork belly and watermelon. But if you go back to your Facebook, because I think this is something our listeners can really learn from, because you didn't have any Facebook presence until COVID-19. And then what did you do? Did you just like write a welcome email? Did you tell people about how I did didn't. Get- I actually just started posting pictures of the food and then thinking just pictures of the, the food. food. Right. And you have like five seconds to capture somebody's attention. Right. And what could I post like a picture Because you have to have something engaging. But in those first five seconds, the words, what could I say about the food and about Sego that would draw people in it and want to know more? Because Facebook doesn't always show you like the whole thing. Like if you write a whole paragraph, it doesn't just shows you the first words. So then it got me thinking like creative writing and how can I show people what Sego is who have never seen it before and make them want to try it and experience it. And it helped them to fill our sense of community and wanting to connect to people in, you know, with the pictures we post and the things that we say. So of all the posts that you've done, which one has been the most popular one? The most popular ones, I, for me, when I talk about the community, I do, I try to do a thank you post because I know that Sego wouldn't be who it is without all the other restaurants because they support us. We support them. And I feel it an honor to be a part of the culinary team that makes Kinab special. So I know it isn't just Sego. I know that it takes every single one. And I know every, every line cook, every restaurant owner, they're all making sacrifices because the income isn't the same as when your dining room is open. But we care so much about the people and our sense of community that we're willing to make those sacrifices. And so 
for me, the most traction, if you look at our posts is like when we do a video or when we do a thank you post, because without people, I know some people to eat out every single day, it's a sacrifice for them. And I know that they're all their time that they invested into making that money to choose to share it with us. is a great honor because I know they sacrificed to earn that money and, and all of our employees realize that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to respect the customer as a person and to respect their time and to deliver the best possible experience, making sure you execute the dishes properly is really important. Mm, that's interesting. So it's thanking and being part of the community. Yeah, you really sense that. I'm just so surprised at how Kanab has grown and how it's Grown and, and I remember just sitting here with this one guy that uh, drove all the way, lived for 26 years in San Antonio and was just traveling around as a tourist. And then him and his wife come to Kanab and they stay <laughs> and they've been here for five years. And that was like two years ago he did it. But it seems like it's it, happens, town is it happens a lot. It happens a lot. Best Friends Animal Sanctuary, what they do for the animal community draws a lot of people here and people who might not have otherwise come here. And then they come here to help you know, volunteer at the sanctuary and then they feel like they belong and are a part of the community and you want to stay like, cause we lived in California. We lived in Las Vegas. We lived in Phoenix and the crazy rat race that it is like, it kind of feels a little bit chaotic sometimes when you're in the big city. I guess I'm always just going to be a canab girl at heart, but I love the sense of community and belonging and that people care about me, that I'm not just a number, that I people aren't going to be irritated on the road, that they actually care about my well-being. And that's what draws people and makes them want to stay. But have you seen like uh, we see elections came? People come into the restaurant all the time and it happens all the time. They're like, you know what? We just met with a real estate agent and we're going to buy property and we're going to move here. It happens all the time. And it's just crazy. But what draws is like the people. So how has the people grown? Because it seems like, uh, is it the collections that started it? Or was there a certain point where a restaurant started? Was it the diner? Was there certain people? Because it seems like there has to be a collection of people to create that community. I think think that that is like all the restaurants. It is a collaborative effort. It isn't like, you know, like try and undermine another restaurant's post, you know, posting about their stuff or, you know, it's not like we're trying to take business from each other. We know that in order for people to experience Kanab, they need to go to every place and be able to see that it's not just one restaurant that cares, but every single place and go to the grocery stores and the gas stations. It is like, I think that it is all of us. And Camille, I absolutely love Camille Johnson. She believes in what Kanab is and she will that's what she does with everything is she wants people to feel like they belong and then for them to come here and to not just feel it, but to know it. Mm-hmm. That's what makes people stay. So I really think that it it has been every single business in Canab that has made Canab grow. It takes all of us. So did you guys just start working together? Or, or it's, it's just kind of crazy. Was because it just organic? We're, we're, or how it's did just it Organically, because we care about, like, we know all the different business owners, and we care about them as people. And so we want them to be successful, too. And so it's just like, I don't know. It's just like the snowball effect. The snowball effect of helping of, each other. Of helping each other. One good deed begets two good deeds. And then, you know, just like you'll see right now in Kanab, there's a little girl who is dying of cancer. And you'll see the streets lined in yellow and green ribbons and butterflies. 
and you see the elementary school has made this sign that says love for river. That is, I mean, it's the community. And so everyone's supporting her with those beautiful And we know that we all have I didn't struggles. know what that was. Yes. Oh. We, we all have struggles. And to know that we're not always going to be number one and that when somebody else has a great accomplishment to champion that and, you know, and say, look at what they're, look at what they're doing. This is so awesome because it's not just about us. And when you try and take all the glory for yourself, it's kind of lonely. But when you do it together as a collaborative effort, that to me, that's what makes me want to stay. That's what makes me want to bring other people here is because you belong and we care about you. Because you guys have been quite successful in these years. Like you fill up 95% of your hotels. Your restaurants are filled up when, when it's not COVID-19. And you've created new events like the Balloon Festival. The Now you have the movie festival. You have a lot of things going on. What would you say is the one word about Kinab? When Kinab first started a couple years ago, when Camille and they were working with branding, and I don't know if they changed it when it says Kinab, magically unspoiled. And some people are like, oh, we don't want people to come here because then we're, it's going to spoil it. Kinab really is magic. I, I believe it. And that's like, I think about it all the time. Like, when we finish a shift every night, sometimes I'll just sit in the office and just think about the magic that has been created when I see people. Lots of people are laid off and don't have income, but yet they're going and supporting all these businesses and saying, we love you. We want to, you know, we want to keep you going. And it's just been so incredible to see the outpouring of love from the people that live here who are shopping locally and want Kanab to thrive and stay special, even though it might be a sacrifice for them to spend a little bit more, you know, do takeout or to even go to the grocery stores and not, you know, shop on Amazon, but keeping the hard earned money and people's time invested in our town. So Kanab's word is magic. I really think Kanab is magic. It is magic. Is there any else things you want to give advice to someone that is communicating? Because you've kind of like thrown yourself into being this Facebook guru. Because when I was talking to Ashley, she says, when Elizabeth does not post, people don't come. And it was really fascinating. So it's like when you're posting something and you're showing photos, you're thinking and you're reminding people of the community, people are drawn to, to tap into that memory. So they come to your, they come to, to get the drug of the memory at Sega Resto, right? <laughs> right? And then when you don't post, they don't come. So how, like what, what would you, you have? Because you have to share just like when you have goodness inside of you, if you, like I said before, if you just keep the goodness to yourself, it, the light starts to die. And so if you don't keep sharing, like it's important to say, hey, we're here. Look at the, look at this beautiful dish. You know, look at what we're doing. We're working and creating. And when you talk about like, it's not just talking about food, but talking about, you know, like doing little videos. I don't know if you saw the video about the Philly fries. Yes. Because it's, those are, I think those are yummy. And it's kind of fun to show people, <laughs> hey, this is the, you know, here's the process. And it engages you to go, oh my gosh, it's not just a, pile of fries with meat and cheese on top. This is actually, you know, and you feel like you're a part of the experience. So I think sharing connects the people. Sharing connects sharing the people. Sharing is so important. So sharing the process too. So it's not like you're you're just giving an end process. You're engaging people to be sharing. So like yes. when you're doing a post, you're not just thinking, but you're going into detail so people feel involved in the thing. Like they're too. a part of it. They're yes. part of it. So really it's not just about sharing, but it, one of the lessons we can take from you and your messaging is you want to make sure people are part of the process in yep. how you're communicating. Exactly. You that is my goal because 
I can take beautiful food pictures, but if somebody doesn't feel connected and a part of it, it's just going to be another thing to scroll through on Facebook. So it's sharing and connecting and sharing kind of the process is what you want to... Exactly. So are you going to continue with Facebook after yes, COVID-19? Because yes. I have seen how vital it is for... It's like taking it to that next level of keeping people sharing and connecting. Because that's what we do in our dining room. And we, Sean and I, when COVID-19 happened, we were just like, how do we keep doing this? How do we keep, you know... The sharing people, and connecting. Sharing and connecting. So now you're going to continue with Facebook and, yes, it's and Instagram too? Or? And it, yeah, both. both. I think it's important because not everybody uses Facebook and not everybody uses Instagram. So there's different platforms. Different platforms for both of them. And it's important, I think, to do both because there's different audiences in, in, both, in both platforms. So what has surprised you the most with this whole process of you doing the Facebook? Thing? When It's kind of cool when you because we have a business page for Facebook when you can look at the analytics and see how many people are, are like how many people are actually seeing it and you can even broaden it so you can see like where people are viewing from and it's just crazy because one thing I learned when when I first started really getting into Facebook when I like I told you earlier how I did unique makeup and I am actually a really shy person and so I still remember the first time I did a Facebook live and I was absolutely mortified <laughs> but nobody really interacted with it but then like people in the community came up to me and mentioned that they had seen my post but nobody had liked anything or commented why hadn't they liked it did you ask them most people I have found are observers like 90% of people observe I'd say 90% of folks are observers so that's a very good point and only 5 to 10% will actually like a post and less than 1% will actually comment on a post oh that's interesting so through your analytics so if you say 100% 100 people watches it 10 people will like it and 1% will comment on it yep so if you think about if you have 10 comments you know that about 100 people have seen it and if you only post one post in a week, nobody's going to, you're not going to be relevant. You're not going to be connecting and drawing people in and making them feel like they're a part of your business. Because that's what will keep people coming back. When they feel like they're a part of your success, you can't help but want it, to see it, more. It's just like goodness. And you just want it to build and keep going. So what you found is you have to post every day or? I think it's important to post every day. Post every day. Yep. On the weekends too, or do you take it on the weekends on? too? Okay, even if it's just like a fun, you know, like a fun happiness, like me posting uplifting things and only sharing positivity. Because, like I said, there's so much negativity. There's no need to like keep that going forward. There's enough of it in the world. <laughs> yes. We don't need to add to the pile of negativity. So I think just sharing uplifting quotes or like stories that I or if another business posts something or I love going like. Rocking V and Wild Time, they have amazing desserts. I'm a dessert person. I love to go there. Escobar's Mexican restaurant, their asada salad, every time blows me away. So I so love you'll you'll also compliment your competitors. My competitors. Yeah, you'll you'll because you'll give them love. Because they're working hard too. I mean, they're working just as hard as we are. What I'm finding from you is it's sharing of yourself, it's sharing the process that you're doing, and it's also sharing with your uh, with your competitors and in that you all win and then you and by doing it and living the message like the sago has that bringing the world to Kanab, that's your little niche within all of the other competitors yes and then you've brought that together and then you're also giving another advice to our listeners is that you should be posting every day 
I uh, can't small or little bit, but that's what you're seeing from your yes, thing, engagement. I am blown away at the engagement. Like if I look at Sega's Facebook and Instagram before COVID-19 to now, like in one week, it was like we gained 113 people liking our Facebook page, which I mean, that's not times. that's not a lot. But before but that, we, times we were getting like one a month one or a two month. a month. Right. So it's really about... Oh, and then to amazing. see how many Facebook engagements happened in a, a three-week period from... So we did it from when we had to close, which was March 18th, I think. Yeah. And then we did for three weeks. And to see that with our posts that we had received like tw- over 21,000 engagements, people w- watching actually viewing the post, actually reading the whole thing. And that's a lot for a town that's like, what, 4,700 I, I was people? like mind blown for me that yeah. something, just simple sharing things that I loved and that I'm passionate about, that other people felt that, you know, felt connected to it. And to, people come to the restaurant. To spend their time. Yeah. Because people, you know, everyone's time is valuable. Right. Because it's the only resource that we can't get back. And that... By spending time on social media, they also want to come and get the food. Yes. So it's actually helping you. Now, I don't know if it's going to be thriving, but you're surviving. And well, it's keeping, time. yeah, it's, it's keeping, keeping the doors open. Yep. And, and it's keeping, keeping income in our employees. So you get to keep your employees our, and everyone. Because yeah. they have families. They have families, yeah. And they're sacrificing, you know, and it's scary because you don't want it. You don't, you don't want to get sick. You don't, you don't want to make your family sick. Right. So it's a sacrifice for everybody. It's a collaborative effort to make Sego a success. Every single one of our employees are important from our dishwasher, our breakfast people, the line cooks, our servers. Everybody knows that they're just as important because sometimes servers get all the, you know, all the glitz and the glory. But, but they, it's everyone. But the servers, they will give it back to the, you know, we call them back servers, the people that help run food and clear the tables. You know, it takes everybody. It takes everyone. So it takes a community to create magic. It does. It does. And Kanab has the magic. It does. Indeed. So I'm posting all these kinds of stuff on uh, on the website to to lure people to experience the magic of Kanab. And I have to thank you, Elizabeth, for uh, giving us a little of an inside view of the magic. Well, I appreciate you. When Sean... Sean told me that you sent the email that you wanted to interview me. I was like, why me? There, there are so many other people who would be better at it. Why me? But like I said, I'm not really like. Well, I think it's because of you, because you've tapped into uh, how to thrive in a crisis. And I think thriving in a crisis is about sharing of yourself, sharing of a process, being honest. But at the same time, being like, honest, being honest, very too. Important. So it's like you were in hard times, but let's look back at the memories. And so you kind of bail. Sago, as I've seen, it's kind of become a leader in the community of giving some positive vibes. Let's not look at just the negative of COVID. Let's tap into the past memories of the diner, the food. Let's remember good times during the bad times. And so you've kind of been this light in the community. So you've kind of you've kind of continued the magic of Kanab. That is our goal. And that's what we hope to continue. And it's kind of fun watching our kids grow. And they always said that they didn't want to be in the restaurant industry. And then for them to go and do other jobs and be like, eh, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It's not the same because you're not connected to the people and the things that you're doing. So what is the Facebook page? Is it Sago? Um, yeah, Sago Restaurant. So Sago Restaurant and Instagram and is the same, same. Sago Restaurant. Uh-huh. Yep. So those are the two places that they can uh, catch up and see all the wonderful meals that you guys yes, have. Yes, that is where we post daily 
daily the food picture so daily we can be tempted by the wonderful food of Sago. Yes. <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> well thank you so much for for your time i really appreciate it. i think we've learned a lot i wish you all the best thank you so much i really appreciate your time as well thank you Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you know at least one or two friends that would get a lot of value from this, send this episode or text a couple of your friends right now to WhatsApp group, post it on your Instagram stories, Facebook or Twitter. And don't forget to tag me at Torn B. Share with anyone you think that needs to hear this message. And if you're new, please pop on over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And how can we prove and make this better? Or how did this help you? And don't forget to join us next week for another episode of Moving Beyond Acronyms.